0: Hi, everybody. This is Apologies Accepted, the podcast. The
1: Island Edition.
0: <laughs> nice. And I am um, on a peninsula, not an island, but you're on an island. Uh, and I'm not Theo.
1: And I'm not Juliet.
0: And my peninsula is San Francisco. And Theo's island is Oahu.
1: Yes. And it is very islandy. So the internet is. Sketchy at best, the ocean waves are crashing in the background, and I know that Brent, our producer, is going to hate every second of this because there's just going to be so much stuff to edit out. Background noise, I mean.
0: How have you been, Theo? What's going on? What's shaking, Bacon? Julia,
1: I have been amazing and fine. So whenever a group of friends gets together and and stays in a house, it always feels like the start of an Agatha Christie novel. And I've been kind of waiting for somebody to be murdered, but it hasn't happened. Oh,
0: good. And then my
1: big news is we found a house and we're moving. Hooray. Hooray. You found a house from Hawaii? We found a house from Hawaii. So here's my story. Um, 100% true. The, what was it? It was like Wednesday, we'll say. Um, So Wednesday morning, we had a Hawaiian uh, memory flower ceremony where uh, Kahuna came out and led us through sort of like a a spiritual cleansing ritual. And then Mm -hmm. we waded out into the ocean and threw flowers to our deceased um, friends and family. And then Uh the kahuna rode out and threw flowers out onto the water. It was a lot of throwing flowers onto water and wading around in water, right? But the idea is you send your love to those who have departed and then they shower blessings down upon you. All right. And fine. You know, it was it was cool to experience. I I really, Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. Uh, It felt very intimate and personal and uh, and all of us uh, have friends in common. And so, you know, we each have, what am I saying? I'm saying that it was a nice experience. And so fast forward to the afternoon and I had applied for two houses online I'm in a uh-huh. total panic because we didn't have a place uh-huh. to live. And I had been applying uh-huh. for houses and not getting return phone calls or emails or anything. And it's like, right, you guys, um, you know, you're trying to rent a house and I'm trying to rent one. Do you want my money? Yeah. And so the phone rang and, and it was the landlord, but I thought it was this one house on Avenue H, but no, it wasn't. And we got really confused. And this house was out of our budget. <laughs> and so. Uh After we worked through which house it was, right, I said, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I did apply. And yeah, I did call you to follow up and make sure that you got the application, but um, it's too expensive. And she was like, hold on. You applied for a house that was too expensive. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I did. Uh, But, you know, panic mode and, and here we are. And I really love that house. But, you know, okay, thank you. And she said, "Okay, but I have a question for you. Do you know a woman named Becky? And sure enough, we do. So she was a friend of our yeah. friend Becky, who passed away about five years ago. And oh my gosh, how crazy is this, right? We, I don't know this woman, I have never met her. We don't have any yeah. friends in common that I was aware of. But yeah. so, um, She recognized our names from having heard them from Becky, and that opened up the whole, um, okay, well, I feel like this is a sign from Becky that you guys need to rent my house, and so let's make this happen. And it did. And I'm going to say I couldn't be more excited. It's, It's a wonderful house. It's a great location, and it's got a good story attached to it now.
0: That's fantastic! Congratulations.
1: Why? Thank you, and thank you, Becky, for helping to make this happen.
0: Seriously, and thank you, Kahuna.
1: Yeah, thank you, Kahuna, and thank you, Flowers.
0: Yes, thank you, uh, Universe. Thank Just you, everyone Ocean. In, yes. in, Let's in, let in me thank world.
1: every single thing, one by one. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So. Wow, that's
0: freaking fantastic! So when do you get to move?
1: Uh, August first. We take possession Hooray. August first. Now our house doesn't so close y- until August twelfth, so anything yeah. could happen. Like we could move and then uh financing could collapse for the buyer and i mean you know i don't want right. to say things like that so
0: it could happen but it won't
1: it could happen but it won't and if it does fine deal well, with it at least
0: it. you have a place to live
1: exactly right and so very excited can't wait new chapters opening left right and center how about you uh nothing <laughs> No, no, you didn't. You're not in Hawaii. You didn't have any island ceremony. No,
0: I didn't have any island ceremonies. My ancestors or dead people. Friends have not blessed me with anything. Uh, I feel I feel left out.
1: I guess they just didn't love you.
0: I guess they don't or didn't. Um, I did get a haircut today, which is very exciting. That's the most exciting thing I've done all week. I've I've done nothing but work uh, since last week and um, and sleep and eat and get my hair cut. So that's my exciting life, right there, in a nutshell.
1: Um, you just mentioned food. That's very exciting. Did you have anything that was like
0: <laughs> really amazing? No, I'm gonna make some spaghetti carbonara later, though.
1: Oh, nice!
0: Which I think will be good. I'm, I'm I'm hungry for it, so I think it'll be good. But um, no, I haven't eaten anything exciting. I, I do have a, a. We don't have this person, this group, this company is not our sponsor. But I have started working with um, or getting deliveries from Imperfect Food, okay. which is like you know they they a lot of the stuff that they bring you is like uh, peaches that are too small for sales, or you know um, pecans that are too broken up, and you save a little money that way, and also you get to use all this excess food that otherwise would have been thrown out. Um, So it's a good deal and the food is really good. It's fresh vegetables and fruits and there's a lot of other stuff you can get as well. Like whatever you want, basically you could probably get from them. So, um, so far I've been pretty happy with it. It it hasn't been like the, when we did the organic box one time, a few years back, it was just way too much produce. It's like, you know, never in a million years would we eat this much produce before it goes bad. But this way we have a little more control over what we get. So I can say, please don't send me a head of cauliflower. There's no way I'm ever going to eat a head of cauliflower, and instead I'd like, you know, a pound of peaches or something. So, so I—that's my ad for imperfect foods. And if they'd like to sponsor us, um, the information to reach us is at our website, which is uh, a Oh, hold on—they're calling on right now.
1: They, yes, they do.
0: <laughs> so that's it. Um, I guess that's all we have to say about that's our it. lives Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. excited about. This episode, which is something for me to do, this, this podcast, is one of the highlights of my week. Um, Same we're here, talk even though about, I'm in Hawaii. Even though you're in Hawaii, that's very flattering. Uh, we're going to talk about John Barrowman, who I had no idea existed before uh, hearing about this apology that he made. Did you know about him? You did. I do know about John
1: Barrowman. I know you yes. I know, I you used know to someone watch... who knows him. Oh, I'm sorry?
0: You know someone who knows him.
1: Yes, I do. But I don't know him. Um, Yes. And so my short version of a long story is um, we have a friend who's on TV in the UK, kind of a morning time, afternoon time programming. And because I don't watch UK television, I had no Uh idea. You know, I I knew he was on TV, but okay, Uh cool, right? Um, so we were out for dinner one night and, and, you know, he's just like this guy, he's not even really this guy. He's like the, the husband of a friend of James, right? So sure. now, I mean, God, I'm making a long story. Anyway, these people came up to the table and they wanted his autograph and it was so weird to me. Wow. It's like, would you really, are you that famous?
0: <laughs> Who are you? Like... <laughs>
1: Yeah. And so, um so yeah, so uh he knows John, but it's a small uh it's a small UK world, right?
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. And I don't have any personal private um dirt beyond like he's a nice guy, so cool. However, okay. um, we did watch Torchwood, which is what John oh, Berman yeah. starred in and uh really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed Torchwood. Oh okay. Didn't watch oh, Doctor cool. Who. Um yeah. And Me Torchwood either. was a spin-off from Doctor Who and right. John Berriman's character on Doctor Who was kind of a fan favorite. You know, it was a popular character. And right. the producers were like, Hey, um, let's let's do a little spin-off here. Um, right. And so yeah, prior to Torchwood, I had no idea who John Berriman was.
0: And I have had no idea until three days ago. So that tells well, you a little bit about
1: um, and we're going to have to be very careful with this episode because, one, he's Scottish, and so my Scottish family will murder me if we don't uh, praise him to the heavens. And uh-oh. then, two, uh, he has a home in Palm Springs, and I'm going to be working to oh. get an invitation.
0: Oh. Gonna be- well, I'm not, so. <laughs> oh, you're going.
1: If I'm going, you're going.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that you be as nice as you want. I'm not trying to get invited anywhere, so I'm good. Oh, it go will be nice. I'll be honest,
1: want. but you know,
0: <laughs>
1: I've been warned by some Scottish people to.
0: I see. All right, yeah. To remember you, what country you,
1: my ancestors came from. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. So, first, I have to give a, a content warning for this episode. Uh, there's going to be discussion of sexual abuse, assault, harassment, and rape. Not graphic necessarily, but um, it, it'll still be mentioned. So, if you don't like that, you might want
1: to skip. Oh, well, this I mean, goodbye, audience. Well, you like if you that. Don't like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to hear about it, which really also, who does? But uh, if that's, a, if that's a, a red flag, not a red flag, if that's a. Um, a trigger? Uh, sure, if that's a trigger for you, skip this episode, just FYI.
1: Yeah, there's we have plenty of other episodes that don't involve any of that.
0: Those things, yes, absolutely. So, in May of this year, which is 2021, some dude named Noel Clark, who played the character Mickey on Doctor Who in the 2000s, the the zero zeros, the aughts, the naughties, the naughties, was accused was accused of sexual misconduct by a bunch of actors. So he has not apologized, but the accusations brought up previous stories in the media of the inappropriate behavior of John Barrowman, uh, MBE. Barrowman was appointed member of the Order of the British Empire in 2014 for services to light, entertainment, and charity. Uh, he played Captain Jack Harkness on Doctor Who, and he also has admitted to exposing himself on several occasions to co-workers. Yeah. So various cast members, including Noel Clark, have claimed in the past that Barrowman would randomly expose himself on set and even hit cast members with his penis at random. There was an interview from 2015, which has recently resurfaced, in which Noel Clark alleged that Barrowman exposed himself on set. In the video, Clark revealed that Barrowman would take out his penis, quote, every five seconds. <laughs> Regarding a 2014 convention that they both went to, apparently, Clark said Barrowman was there taking his dick out every five seconds, every five seconds just hitting it on things. You can't help but laugh. So I'm like, you kind of can't help but laugh. You,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, you
0: know, especially if you're getting it hit on you. Um, speaking of which, um, Noel Clark then asked Doctor Who co star Camille Kadori, who played Rose Tyler's mother, Jackie, whoever they are, if she remembered the time that John Barrowman, quote, put it on her shoulder in the makeup room. And Kadori was like, Yeah, I remember that. But she didn't really want to talk about it.
1: She didn't want to talk about it. But I'm good because I did watch that clip. And the yeah. sense that I got from her was that. She didn't want to talk about it because she was trying to protect John, right? I see. You know, I mean, did she love it? By the way, I'm just going to say there'll be a lot of uh, dick jokes and innuendo because I am really (laughs) an eight-year-old third grader. Yes. So apologies. Um, I'm going to try not to make dick jokes, but it's going to be hard. (laughs) <laughs> Thank and you. I
0: won't get any of the dick jokes Because I'm oblivious to everything <laughs> so You'll get it on Playback <laughs> Yeah, maybe
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, but anyway So so that was the sense that I got um, And I will say that Of the people who have spoken publicly About John Barrowman Being naked on set And walking around naked And flashing everybody And surprising everybody, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah um, that almost to a person, everyone says, it's very clear that that was fun and jokey and it wasn't threatening. And um, I'll say kind of given the personality of the characters that he has portrayed on Dr. Who and Torchwood, which are characters that, well, a character that uh, pansexual and, Flirts with everybody and oh. is comedic, right? That this like, is like what's his line name with... on,
0: on um have you ever seen um what's the show with Fry where the uh the dude is always coming on to everyone? I can't remember anybody's name.
1: Oh, um, I have no Futurama? idea. Futurama?
0: You've probably never seen Futurama.
1: No. It
0: <laughs> I can tell from the silence that you've never seen Futurama. No. <laughs> um okay, anyway, never mind. Go ahead.
1: Oh, well I mean, um, uh that's essentially the this idea that an actor who is the part has a yeah. problem separating reality yeah. from however um Berriman did it everywhere, apparently, not even just on uh Torchwood and the Doctor Who set. Uh he was on a um, a Broadway he was in an Andrew Lloyd Webber production, I forget which one, and was standing behind um off Stage, but so the audience couldn't see him, but the actors could, and pulled his dick out to try and make the actors on stage laugh.
0: Okay, I see. All right, yeah, so, um, sort of like what you just described, he uh first apologized for sexual misconduct in about 2008 after he pulled down his pants during an interview on BBC One Radio, and um. He was apparently goaded into it, according to The Guardian, by the presenters of the Switch program on Radio 1, which um, prompted the BBC to issue an official apology, saying the BBC is against all forms of inappropriate behavior and we're shocked to hear these allegations. Shocked, I say. Shocked. Um, <laughs> Barrowman himself apologized at the time He said, I apologize for any offense I have caused I was joining in the light-hearted and fun banter of the show And went too far I was wrong to do this and it will never happen again I really appreciate the great support I've received from the BBC Over the last few years And would never intentionally do anything To undermine the integrity of the corporation
1: And I would say probably true Fair enough, right? Why, why would you bite the hand that feeds you?
0: Right, right But I don't think he stopped... On no. Doctor Who and Torchwood, um, there one crew member who was a runner and driver for Doctor Who said he'd just sort of have his balls hanging out his trousers or something, which he just thought was really funny. So and dumb. another former... I, right? I mean, what? It's not if clever. Someone did that to it's me, not it, funny. It's work, stupid. I'd be, I'd be horrified and disgusted. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't laugh. Maybe it's just me.
1: I wouldn't but laugh. But I don't want to see
0: anybody's balls.
1: No, especially not like... In a, normal, in a normal situation. In a professional setting.
0: <laughs> right? And someone else said, um, sometimes he'd call me into his dressing room. I would knock on the door and he'd say, oh, look at this. And he'd just have his willy out standing in the doorway. It was kind of accepted that it was his thing. She added and- that she did not feel unsafe by his behavior, but found it really uncomfortable.
1: Um, Yeah. I guess so. You know? and- Extremely uncomfortable. And... I mean, we'll get to this, but we have what Noel Clark, who was on Doctor Who, what he mm-hmm. did, right? Which mm-hmm. was uh, sexual harassment, uh um, sexual comments to people, unwanted yeah. touching. According yeah. to the uh, the the women who are complaining, over twenty women have come forward to issue yeah. complaints against Noel Clark. Noel, and yeah. it's interesting to me that when these allegations broke um, And so here's here's kind of what happened with this Noel Clark guy. This is why John Berriman is being discussed in the press right now. So in April Noel Clark was awarded a BAFTA for outstanding British contribution to cinema. Uh, he's not just an actor, he's a producer, a screenwriter and a director. And um, he has several different projects that are in production and airing on BBC and ITV. So he's a player. He's like a really important guy. And he was um, handed this award by BAFTA for his involvement in British cinema. And BAFTA had received some emails when they had announced, hey, we're going to be giving Noel Clarke an award that said, mm, you might want to really think that he's kind of inappropriate and a bit of a pig and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the BAFTAs said, well, these complaints are anonymous and there's not much that we can really do with them. There's no way to research mm-hmm. them. So we're going to give him the award. And when they did give mm-hmm. Noel Clark the award, a couple of women came forward publicly to uh, share their experiences with Noel. Right. And so Within quick succession, a few more women came out. Some interviews were given with British uh, newspapers, particularly The Guardian, which is a good newspaper. It's a it's a solid, yeah. well respected. Yeah, I I trust The Guardian when I read an article. Um, yeah. unlike the Daily Mail or the Sun, right? right which is like right as Star Magazine for our American yeah, listeners, exactly. right? So it could be meh, Who knows. But so once these allegations uh, came out, and I don't want to say the floodgates were opened, but we'll say the floodgates were open, uh, BBC, ITV, and Sky, so the three big main uh, TV channels in the UK, all severed relationships with Noel Clark, as well, BAFTA uh, took their award back, right?
0: Oh, I didn't the realize that.
1: Final indignity, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's your award, and then two months later, we're going to take it back. We were warned about you, but we gave it to you anyway, and now we're taking it back. Um, Yeah. So so anyway, so all of that happened uh, pretty quickly. And, you know, Mr. Clark is a powerful, wealthy TV movie producer. He's got attorneys. He's got loads of attorneys. So through his attorneys, he's denied all allegations except for one woman's claim where he says... Listen, I did say inappropriate things to her, but I apologized. And the rest of what she is saying is just not true. And the other women, no, not true. And they all have agendas. And, you know, he's he's being unfairly accused. But so in the midst of all this, oh, surprise. This little clip of Noel on stage from 2015 suddenly appears where Noel says on stage, well, John Berman always has his dick out, right? It's kind right. of accepted that that public nudity happens uh, and the, the public nudity is John, right? And that his dick is everywhere and it's touching people and uh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so that's very much, uh, I mean, I don't know that Noel Clark put this out, right? Uh, but mm, in the story that I'm inventing right now, he did or somebody <laughs> in his camp did. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, sure, okay, maybe I'm getting uh, the heat for sexual harassment, but somebody else was also naughty.
0: Yeah. John was bad, too. Right. Right. right.
1: Even worse, because it involved his his member, and it was his touching member. people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so a complaint was actually made against Barrowman um, about his conduct on the Torchwood set in 2008. And the, the executive producer, I think, of both Torchwood and Doctor Who, Julie Gardner, said that she met with him and reprimanded him. And um, she made it clear to both John and his agent that behavior of this kind would not be tolerated and that, to her knowledge, John's inappropriate behavior stopped after that in 2008.
1: She told so him to grow I don't know. up.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that... If his behavior did stop at 2008, I don't know when the Torchwood and Doctor Who shows stopped or when he stopped being on them. I mean, they kind of go on forever, don't they? But uh, Doctor
1: uh, I guess he stopped in about era.
0: 2009. Is he still on Doctor Who?
1: I don't know. Um, we don't I know. don't yeah. think so. Uh, he okay. seems to now have a career as a professional celebrity. So he appears but on I things see. like, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, Or as a judge on dancing on ice or dancing with the stars. I'm a judge.
0: Get me out of here. Right. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Um, so although I, although he maybe did get canceled from Torchwood and Doctor Who after he did these things, um, Titan Comics canceled its Doctor Who graphic novel centering on Captain Jack Harkness after News of the Allegations. And Big Finish Productions canceled an audiobook featuring the reunion of Barrowman's Harkness character and the 10th Doctor, which was um, planned for a May 2021 release. And John Barrowman was also cut from Doctor Who time fracture, which is an immersive theatrical production. I'm not quite sure what that is, but he got cancelled from it. So he, um, we don't, we don't know what else he got cancelled from. But his lawyer said that he could not recall specific instances of harassment, but he he did make an apology of sorts, which we'll talk about in a minute.
1: Yeah. So you know, to be clear, Berriman is accused of inappropriate behavior that, um, you know, stupid, juvenile, right? Stupid shit. Whereas Clark is accused of uh, something that goes beyond inappropriate.
0: Right. And that's actually a good time to talk about what is sexual harassment and what's the difference between sexual harassment and sexual assault and rape. Um, So at least the the U.S. um, equal... Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, defines sexual harassment as unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical harassment of a sexual nature, which can include offensive remarks about a person's sex. Although the law doesn't prohibit teasing, offhand comments, or isolated incidents that are not very serious, harassment is illegal when it is so frequent or severe that it creates a hostile or offensive work environment or when it results in an adverse employment decision. So it sounds like what John Barryman did could have been considered sexual harassment.
1: Oh, for sure, absolutely, yeah. right? Yes. But I would say that's taking the. When am I gonna? What do I want to say about that? That that's taking the uh, the extreme. Uh, the ungenerous view. Uh, yes, that's much better <laughs> and more succinct. Yes. So that's, you're not
0: giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's you? a strict like,
1: interpretation of, of right. that that definition. Well, Um,
0: however, sexual assault can describe a range of criminal acts that are sexual in nature from unwanted touching and kissing, groping, or forcing the victim to touch the perpetrator in sexual ways. Sexual assault overlaps with rape because the term includes rape. But it seems to me that he could also be considered guilty of sexual assault if he has been forcing people to come into contact with his dick. And they didn't want that. So that's even more serious, I think, than sexual harassment. Um, It would not be considered sexual abuse because that's mainly used to describe behavior towards children. um, And it would not be considered rape because rape is penetration without consent. So um, he's guilty of probably sexual harassment and possibly sexual assault. But I don't think anyone's accused him of any of those things. And and maybe that's because they're giving him the benefit of the doubt.
1: I think uh, everyone, air quotes around everyone, um, is giving Barrowman the benefit of the doubt. And also this, this idea that, well, we're all a family because we we work together 16 hours a day in a very special environment. We have unusual jobs, you know, this wouldn't happen in a, in a pizza restaurant or in a grocery store, but it can happen, uh, in a, what, in a special world where creative people get together and do creative things, and and (laughs) jokery just got a little too far, right? But, I I mean, this is just dumb.
0: Yeah, it's, it's dumb, and I read an article in the Mary Sue which said that um, Barrowman's behavior speaks to a culture of boys being boys that allows for this kind of exposure to be normalized, and it also makes it hard to speak up when doing so may get you labeled as a killjoy. So I I think this kind of behavior is is inappropriate and and should not be permitted because it makes this type of behavior, like like they said, more normal and makes it harder for people who are um, being harassed and assaulted in even worse instances to speak up.
1: Yeah, totally agreed. Um, and
0: it's just inappropriate, period. Well, it, it's unprofessionally inappropriate.
1: And that's the thing, too. It's like, why was it allowed to go on so long, right? Right. Um, and perhaps nobody complained because everyone was like, and, you know, this is me taking some of what Barryman has said, um, you know, everybody knows me. Everybody knows I would never hurt them. Um, right. And just saying, oh, that's John being John. And, oh, he's adorable, it's fine, right? Uh, so, eh, they I guess, let's say they understood who he was and they got the joke, so to speak.
0: And more likely, he's the star and he's doing this stuff. And you don't want to speak up against something the star is doing when the star thinks it's just fun.
1: Well, there's that too, right? Um, yeah, I i don't know. I mean, I'm not defending Berriman, but I'm kind of yeah. defending Berriman. It's like... Well, you know, know, everybody knew who he was and how he meant it. Um, But that's making assumptions that everybody knew how he was and how he meant it. Uh, Certainly there were people who did complain because he got spoken to in 2008 and told, you know, grow up, stop it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so it's inappropriate. It's juvenile. It it doesn't show the best decision making. Uh, He has gone into therapy for it. Uh, oh, that's good. Recently. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say, whenever you go into therapy for something, you are taking ownership of that problem um, and acknowledging that it is an issue. So you don't yeah. then get to dodge the issue, which is, right. well, we'll talk about it, but that's a lot of what he's doing. So um, so yeah. Behrman's in therapy right now and he says, my husband Scott suggested I talk to somebody I won't discuss what I've said in therapy sessions. That's a matter of doctor-patient confidentiality. All of a sudden, he cares mm. about discretion. But uh. I don't mind admitting it's helped me a great deal. He um, also has slammed cancel culture for, and this will be a direct <laughs> quote, not respecting the mental health of the people they're trying to cancel. Which What? Yeah, right? Exactly. What? So it's like, cancel culture, you're bad because you you're making the people that you're canceling stressed and you're not worried about the people that you're trying to cancel. That's Um, like
0: saying jailing somebody is unfair because it doesn't respect their mental health. I mean, mean, maybe there's some truth to that, but um, it seems a little bit misguided.
1: Well, it just seems like, poor me, I'm the victim. Yeah. Um, You know, mental health, mental health. So now you can't say anything. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So in addition to... Everything we've talked about. um, After these 20 women accused Noel Clark of harassment and assault in May, more than 900 members of the British entertainment industry, including the presenter Dermot O'Leary, the actors Jim Sturgis and Rupert Graves, and the former Channel 4 commissioner Kelly Webb Lamb, signed an open letter calling for, quote, an end to this culture that turns a blind eye to predators and harassers operating in plain sight. So that's good, I think. Um, I don't know if it has had any effect. Probably Probably not. Yeah.
1: No, of course not.
0: It's at least nice that some people will put their names to such a letter. Hopefully they'll do something about it if they see somebody like Barrowman, you know, whipping it out in public again. We'll see.
1: I mean, again, it just gets down to this thing of like, how old are you and what are you doing? And why did people allow you to do this? Why didn't a producer or a director or, you know, and it could be that. Literally, everybody was just in on it and understood, like, oh, this is how he is. Or it could have been a situation of, well, he's the star, and this is what we have to live with.
0: Right. Or maybe, I don't know, I could speculate all day, but I just I just don't know. Apparently, it was pretty widely known, though, that he did this sort of thing. So I can't imagine that the management wasn't aware of it. I'm sure that management was part of it in some ways, too, so that's unfortunate. So, how common would you say that sexual harassment is? Like, if you, if I asked you what percentage of women experience sexual harassment uh, at the workplace in their lifetimes, what would you guess?
1: Oh, wow. Well, I would say the numbers would be shockingly high. Um, I have seen women in corporate environments um, mm-hmm. who were, I'll say, sexually harassed. Um, mm-hmm. And even just in terms of, like, comments on, on their appearance, right, in, yeah. in sexually yeah. assertive, aggressive ways. So yeah. if I had to throw a number against it... Um, all of them is too high, but pretty close to all of them.
0: <laughs> I would kind of say all of them too. Frankly, um, the so according to a study by um, some folks called Feldblum and Lipnick in 2016, they did I guess they did a, a, a meta study or something, and they it, it shows that studies estimate that anywhere this is a huge range from almost a quarter to more than eighty percent of women experience workplace sexual harassment in their lifetimes. And I would say it's got to be up towards that 80%, if not greater. Easily. I'm sure that it's not reported most of the time that it's done. So we just don't know that it happens all the time, which it does. Um, And sexual harassment and assault at work. Go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just more trouble to report harassment.
0: Most of the time, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like you're going to look real petty if you go into HR and you say, he commented on my skirt and my legs and said, you know, right. something, right? That right. that would be inappropriate. That you wouldn't say to your mother.
0: Right. HR is just going to be like, "Oh my god, why are you bringing this to me? Deal with it yourself." Why are you of making course, that would have to. Right. Then then it becomes the woman who's the problem for bringing it up and you know, it's like when I worked
1: Well, we can't blame time a man, I for- so Well, one time
0: I worked at a company where the CEO and one of his vice presidents had sex on a conference table. And the reason that we all know this is because it was filmed by the conferencing equipment. And the
1: They had sex with each other?
0: With each other. And the CEO may still be the CEO of this company. And the vice president got fired. And she's a woman and he's a man. So, I mean...
1: So they fired the woman.
0: They fired the woman, basically. Yeah. So that's what happens a lot of times when you when you report sexual harassment. Is there are negative consequences um, for the woman, not just from the sexual harassment itself, uh, and those consequences for that um, can include physical and mental health problems, career interruptions, and lower earnings. Um, and, but but you could get fired, or you know you could get fired for something else, right? Like you know you, you you were late one day or something, and they just blame it on that as opposed to saying that you did it because you reported the CEO for you're
1: too sexy to work on here.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and if there's other discrimination or harassment um, involved, like, on the basis of ethnicity or um, sexual orientation or anything else, then, you know, if the sexual harassment issue comes up, it just makes it all the more likely that you're going to get the short end of the stick, I think.
1: So to speak. So, (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it. Honestly, the dick jokes just write themselves. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yikes. Yeah, that that would be bad. And I can see where kind of using that viewpoint where people wouldn't have gone to complain about John Berriman because right. well, he's showing his dick but he's laughing and other people are laughing too. And so yeah. and Okay. And no lawyer
0: is, is being a complete dick.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. At Let me share this time. with you about uh yeah. about uh what one of noel clark's um accusers has said publicly so gina powell worked for clark as a producer between september Hmm. 2014 and march 2017 um producing a series called brotherhood and she told the guardian that clark would constantly harass her on one occasion telling her that when he hired her he had planned to fuck her and fire her before deciding to keep her on she also alleges wow. that Clark would brag about storing sexually explicit pictures and videos on his hard drive, including footage he told her that he had secretly filmed during auditions of actresses that he would ask to perform naked. And so, wow. and, uh, I don't know, like, it, it, it's not fair for me to say that in all of his series, but um, I have read, I have no idea who he is. I've never heard of him prior to mm-hmm. uh, doing research on this. But he has a Uh lot of series out there. And one kind of um, comment is there's a lot of female nudity and feels a bit unnecessary in all of his series. I see. see. And so, (sighs) yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, while there are many women, I mean, 20 of them at least, who have come forward to accuse Clark of uh, sexual harassment and um, bullying for yeah. not complying with his uh, sexual requests. Uh, there mm-hmm. are a few people that have come forward to defend him, um, his attorneys who are getting paid to do that. But there's <laughs> also been a couple of other people that he works with who've said, oh, Hey, never harassed me. He seems like a really great guy. Um, yeah. But I think more importantly, nobody has come forward to, nobody other than the Clark team has come forward to say that these 20 women are all known liars.
0: I see. That's good. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's people he didn't get around to harassing yet.
1: So uh, there's
0: there's always going to be people who thought that the harasser or whatever was a nice guy because you can't harass everybody. There's just not enough time.
1: (laughs) Well, it's some people just you know (laughs) you don't want to harass.
0: Some people it's just not your type, not your harassing type. Yeah. So there you go. So Barrowman Barrymore Barrowman who's 54 years old, if that matters to anyone, said that he's changed in the years since his apology in 2008 and said that his, quote, high-spirited behavior was only ever intended in good humor to entertain colleagues on set and backstage. With the benefit of hindsight, I understand that upset may have been caused by my exuberant behavior, and I have apologized for this previously. Since my apology in November 2008, my understanding and behavior have also changed.
1: Yes, yes, and uh, kind of
0: a shit apology.
1: Well, it is, and um, you know there there are people who are saying that this is being blown out of proportion. That was a dick joke. Um, <laughs> Thanks for
0: telling me. I wouldn't have noticed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you, because that was a bad dick joke. That was stupid. Um, but then so is. So as an adult, I mean, what, all right, 2008, let's do some math. This is 2021. So that was like 30 years ago. And what? <laughs> he was 40 something. I mean, right. you're 40 year yeah. old adult male yeah. who... He should
0: have known better. He wasn't 18. Even even at 18, there's really no excuse.
1: Yeah. But yeah. That, um, but as
0: an adult, yeah, that's not high spirited behavior for God's sake.
1: No, it's it's not. It, it's stupid. And, um, you know, of course, Berryman says, well, actors and actresses have to get undressed in front of each other all the time. You have to. Do they um, know? Well, um, they do. I mean, I don't know this to be true, but Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds reasonable that it happens a lot in the theater, right? Where you have quick costume changes and you're behind, um, you know, behind the scenes together, um, getting undressed and dressed. So sure. Maybe, you know, cool. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, and the other point that he raises is there is a lot of nudity on TV, particularly British TV. I mean, it can, it can get a little, it can get a little not safe for the kids real quick. Um, and so his point is you're naked on set a lot. Uh, you're wearing a robe, you're walking around uh, you're waiting for your scene to get filmed. Sometimes it's a it's a sex scene. Sometimes it's just a scene to be sexy, right? Um, and so, no, no big deal is his defense. I well, see you're buying. I that.
0: disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I think it's uh, important to behave professionally, even when it is a television show. But maybe that's my puritanical American upbringing. Oh,
1: said. 100%. Yes. I am. <laughs> I am a I should be prude. comfortable
0: with people walking around naked all the time, just everywhere at random. You know, they do that here in San Francisco. <laughs> at least men do. I don't see so many women walking around naked.
1: Uh, no, because I think the world would shut down if a woman walked around <laughs> on the streets Probably. naked. But, yeah. yeah, a guy. Okay, whatever. Um Yeah, don't don't know. Uh, But I was wondering, like, okay, so John Berriman's walking around naked and putting his dick on people's shoulders, right? Because he thinks it's funny, right? And Mm -hmm. some of those people found it funny, too, or charming or whatever, right? Um, But what if it had been a woman?
0: Putting her dick on people?
1: Well, no, but, but like, putting her tits on people (laughs) or something. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I suppose it depends Gee, on a laughing. lot of factors.
1: <laughs> it might
0: be funny. I would be I would be distressed if well, a woman okay. came up to me <laughs> well, at work. And let us shoulder. imagine
1: <laughs> it's not a random woman in the grocery store coming up to you, right? It's let's, my
0: boss. Let's imagine it's
1: a coworker, um, you know, who's known for being flirty and Light-hearted.
0: lighthearted, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, Juliet.
0: <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> right.
1: Guess how heavy these I can't are. Even,
0: I can't even imagine that happening at work. <laughs> so I, I can totally imagine various men at work doing it, but
1: not oh, I have no problem imagining a guy doing it. All. As a matter of fact, yeah. it's hard for guys to restrain themselves.
0: <laughs> Thank God they we do All want to just rip our time. clothes
1: off and walk around naked all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, back to the apology. I find his apology poor, and I would give it—I um, I think he may have changed his behavior, so I give it a two, because he may have changed his behavior, but I, I hit, hit the wording of his apology makes it clear that he doesn't understand what he did and how it could have made people uncomfortable and affected people's careers um, at his place of business. So, uh, so, I give it a two. What would you give it?
1: Oh, I also give it a two. Um, oh, cool. It's, it's just not. It's a lot of like not my fault, not my fault.
0: Right. I was. It was high spirited behavior. I was being exuberant, like a puppy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's there's a lot of language in there, there that's a lot like
0: of minimizing oh, going on. Totally
1: exuberant. Yeah. Um, tomfoolery is a word that he right. used. Right. Right. When's the last time you heard tomfoolery as a word? It's been a just long now, time. but I mean, outside of now. <laughs> I know how you think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, so as you mentioned, Behrman has had a few projects canceled and he's had yeah. his um, his appearances in certain projects pulled out, right? So the project might air, but the clips with him in, in the episodes aren't being shown. But he is being given a second chance by ITV. Um, one of the... I, I think it's a producer on ITV on uh, Dancing on Ice or Dances. There's a lot of dancing shows in the UK. Wow. um, Has said in regards to Berriman's past behavior. He knows it was a really daft thing to do, but it was a long time ago. And there's no chance of it happening again. We're drawing a line and moving on.
0: Well, all right, then. Which we'll is also him. what
1: Berryman has said. He's he's issued his apology, and then he said he's That's drawing a like thick to black feel. line under it and moving forward. And everyone else should, too. Oh, totally. And, yep. you know, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I do believe in forgiving and moving forward, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so... I think Barrowman has a point when he says we kind of linger too long on the fact that somebody did something wrong. um, And we never allow that person, well never allow that person, but um, you know, that person gets pinned with that sin for the rest of their lives, right? Like poor Chrissy Teigen, who is going to be working through her bullshit for still some time to come. um, And, you know, maybe deservedly. So in the case of Chrissy Teigen, um, yeah. John Barrowman, maybe you've learned your lesson. Um, you're 54, so I think fewer people want to see your dick now.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: It's <laughs> and yeah. That's ages to unfair. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that some things... Should not be forgotten And just shoved under the rug Something should be remembered And you then have a little more caution About dealing with that person Like, I probably would not want to be alone in a room With John Barrowman Not because I think he'd flash me or anything But, you know, he just seems like a guy That doesn't have a good sense of judgment Like you said
1: Zero judgment um, Right And right. I
0: wouldn't trust him to Have any wits about him So Right uh, I keep away from him personally And and I think that's fair
1: I I mean, I wouldn't say that that's unfair. I would say that um, I would be, when I get invited to his house, and and he tells me what he thinks of this episode, um, I would make sure that I left before the drinks started flowing too freely, (laughs) because it feels like um, he has a lack of control.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that's wise.
1: Yeah, it is. So I will be leaving after the fifth martini. All
0: right. (laughs) You have a higher tolerance than I thought you did.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, you know, (sighs) there'll be small martini. So
0: who's sorry now?
1: Oh, well, who's sorry now? I have one and it involves nudity, public nudity. Okay. On my part. Yes. So a long time ago, very long time ago, I was invited to a St. John's party, uh, which is like a summer festival in in France, right? But this was Mm -hmm. in Long Beach. It wasn't in France. Um, Okay. And so, cool. And part of St. John's night is you light a bonfire and you make a wish. And Mm -hmm. I was um, thinking, yeah, this is so cool, jumping over fire and making a wish. It's so pagan, right? Uh Uh-huh. Maybe my wish would come true faster if I jumped over the fire naked. So, (laughs) you know, um, there's logic there. I took my clothes off when, uh, but it wasn't a packed party. It was a big yard and the fire was way in the back. So I wasn't like looking for attention or anything like I normally would be. Um, I really was sincerely just doing a little, here's a fire. I'm going to jump over it naked and make my wish. Um, and so it did, and I didn't think anybody saw me, but it turns out that, um, everybody saw me and the next day (laughs) my friend Jody was like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? And I was like, (laughs) it was dark. It was night. I'm in the back corner of this big yard. She was like, yeah, but idiot, you jumped over fire (laughs) and fires produce light. So of course everybody saw you, right? And she called me naked fire jumper. Pretty much for a year. Um,
0: wow. Yeah.
1: And my wish did not come true. So boo on St. John. It's his fault.
0: Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I well, know. I'm glad you mentioned Jody because I was trying to remember her name not long ago. And now I remember her name. So that, so that was a while ago then. That wasn't just a couple years ago.
1: Oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, so I have learned not to be naked in public. Excellent. Because people get upset. They don't people find it remember. funny at all. So I have stopped that tomfoolery, but it's everybody else's that's fault. Good.
0: I somehow would have expected you to have more naked
1: stories. Oh, that's the first one that came to mind. I mean, for sure. It's <laughs> the one I need to apologize for, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. That's um, awesome. But okay, so what about you? Who's sorry now?
0: Well, when I was 21, so also quite some time ago, um, I went to Italy with my cousin who was 16 at the time. And we were on a train. I believe we went. We we stayed in Italy for a while. Um, and we would we stayed in Siena, and we would take trains from Siena to wherever you know Venice or Florence or Rome. And I think we were on the train to Florence. And I noticed this guy flashing himself, flashing himself, flashing at us, Mm -hmm. and flashing himself, flashing himself, (laughs) (laughs) flashing us. and we were standing in the little area between the trains, just kind of hanging out. I think the train was crowded or something. I just grabbed my cousin and pulled her into the compartment and made her sit down. And she was like, what's going on? I'm like, no, I can't tell you because <laughs> she was 16. And I was like, what can I tell her about this? And, uh, then I went, I went, um, no, I, I looked down at my shirt and my shirt was stained and I, I didn't, my cousin about this i just went into the restroom and i had to walk past where this guy had been standing to to um to go to the restroom and he was gone so he apparently either went into another compartment or jumped off the train sure. or is dead or something he went to <laughs> find an point, audience I,
1: that would appreciate his joke to
0: appreciate himself um so i washed my shirt and then i had to tell her what happened because she's like why did your shirt oh <laughs> And it was just like, oh man, it was a, a, a kind of an unpleasant experience in Italy, but not an uncommon one, from what I understand. Um, so he's sorry now for having done what he did. If 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 I saw that now, I would make him very sorry. I wouldn't be as shocked oh, yeah. as I was at 21, and oh. I would make him pay.
1: Well, and you know, again, a different world back then, too, right? It's like a he's bit. a guy doing guy things. So okay. Why would I, well, you know, make a fuss and, and create a scene? I'll just, I'll leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, yeah, that's true. I was, I was a little intimidated and I was concerned about my cousin. I mean, I, sure. I know she was 16 and she wasn't, she wasn't like five, but still, she was just a little bit young to be seeing a guy waving himself all over the train. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: I, we, of course, we laugh about it now.
1: Well, and, but, you know, if we're the same thing to happen today, it's not even so much that you're more of an adult. It's just, it's a different culture, right? Now we so. have permission yeah. to consider such behavior, not only inappropriate, inappropriate. but wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, so it was that's just my nude, new, sorry, nude, <laughs> I remember the days of the eighties when everyone was nude all the time, including <laughs> you. So, all right, that's it. Is that, is, is there more that we need to discuss? Are we done Um, talking about this? Not that I'm trying to get you off the podcast or anything, but that's all that I have to talk about.
1: I would say I think we I think we have covered the John Berriman subject. Um, It's a relatively poor poor me apology, and so yeah,
0: fucking apology. I wonder if we met him, if we would think he was charming, or if we would think he was smarmy and gross.
1: He's he is so family friendly. He's a he's a family favorite. Um, entertainer in the UK, and when he's on a show, it's like you just know it's going to be a good time. Oh wow! But um, no, that's uh, and he'll he'll you know the UK has a very different sensibility about these things than than Americans do. He'll be very quickly forgiven, and you know it'll be a minor blip in his career. Okay. The other guy, though, uh, he's in trouble.
0: Yeah, hopefully good. Okay. Thanks for the podcast, Theo.
1: You're welcome for the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for the podcast. All of our many listeners. We had fifty-one people download our episode about uh Billie Eilish, which was super exciting.
1: Crazy. So, and that number's you. actually so ninety nine.
0: It's ninety-nine. Wow, we have almost hundred listeners. Yeah. Or for that episode anyway. It That's was amazing. zero
1: effort on our part. I Very mean, little effort. Outside of recording. <laughs>
0: We have done no marketing, so none. Our, our rise could be said to be meteoric. In fact,
1: uh, yes, I would say we can <laughs> definitely give ourselves an award. All right. Yay!
0: <laughs> Next episode, the award episode.
1: <laughs> oh, All that's right, thank you. Yeah, we should. And we should say goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. We don't want to end. It's too much fun.
0: All right, bye everyone. bye everyone. See you next week. Bye.